Welcome to Spiritual Success, the podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant. As a dedicated student of metaphysics, I have skillfully honed my intuition, mastered the art of meditation, and cultivated a disciplined spiritual practice that has led me to become a multi-seven-figure top sales producer. Today, I work with thousands of business professionals, entrepreneurs, and their teams to up-level their sales game and create magic in their business and life. On this show, you will see that all success truly happens when you authentically align with your intuition. So come, be vulnerable, be open-minded, and allow success to pour through you here on Spiritual Success. Hello, hello, successful souls. I am so excited because if you are watching this right now, you are seeing a live recording of the Spiritual Success Podcast. Today's episode is going to be super awesome because I have a very special guest. Today's guest is millionaire Amir Alvarez. She's the founder and CEO of her company, The Unstoppable Woman. I love her personally because she is super straight talking. She's clear thinking. She's really compassionate. But most importantly, in my opinion, she's a get shit done kind of girl, which is totally up my alley. I really enjoy personally listening to her own podcast, which is the Unstoppable Woman Show. I think she's an amazing saleswoman too. So you know, I really admire that with my background. Um, I would love to give a huge shout out to my very good friend, Miss Kimberly Olson, um, known as the Gold Digger Girl. Many of my listeners follow her. Um, she's one that actually introduced me to our guest today. So several of our listeners are entrepreneur women. They are executive women. They're really focused on making sales in their business. Now, as a uh, senior sales managers previously in my previous career as you know the sales manager and multi seven figure top sales producer i love all things sales so i am more than pumped about today's subject where we're going to be talking about sales now remember whether or not you are actually a salesperson or a ceo of your company where you need to make sales if you work with people you are selling and that's the bottom line so today we're going to be discussing how to increase sales um, through the art of conversation and amira is an expert at that so thanks for being here today amira welcome I'm so excited to be here, Cynthia. Thank you for having me. This is going to yeah. be great, fun. One of my favorite topics too. Awesome. I um, I knew that about you right away. When Kimberly introduced us, I went straight to your website and I felt all the feels. I was like, this girl talks all things universal laws. She's talking energy. She's understanding how that really embodying that is how you're going to make sales. So I just, right away, it just made sense to have you come on the show. Um, before we get talking sales though, I would love for you to talk more about how you help your clients in The Unstoppable Woman. The way I really help women, and women are my clients predominantly, there are men behind the scenes as well, but I, I attract the type of woman who is driven, who's ambitious, who's really wanting to, to get to the next level. And she's gotten to a certain degree of success, but she's hitting some wall. There's something that she recognizes in her results is not happening. She can say, I want this, I want to be here, but I haven't achieved that yet. I haven't gotten that yet. It's not that I haven't done great things because I have, but I'm hitting a, an invisible barrier, an invisible limit. And I work with women on helping them reconfigure their business model if they need to do that and their strategy for scaling. But fundamentally, we start with what's getting in their way of actually seeing that plan in the first place, actually you know, understanding what they need to execute on. Because once someone understands what they need to execute on and sees themselves as 
someone who can do that, meaning their identity, their self-image, they are able to go like gangbusters and achieve their goals faster than they ever thought possible. But it requires getting clear on the plan. And oftentimes what's, what's stopping them from seeing that plan or the how is an inner game that they, they know is stopping them, but they can't put their finger on what it is exactly. And that's the special sauce. That's the stuff that I really help women break through and, and, and figure out. It's amazing. Um, so I can see why my followers would absolutely adore you and love you. So my whole company is about understanding your inner feminine beast and embodying that and really just having the clarity and the courage to see things through. So mine's a lot of the spiritual and the mindset, which I know you cover as well, but I love how hands-on you are in their business, which I think is amazing, like, you know, connection that we have here. So, you know, when you work with your clients and for your listeners who listen to your podcast, which again, I'm bringing this up again, because I do listen to her podcast. I'm a huge fan of it. The Unstoppable Woman podcast, definitely check it out. I love how she incorporates actual teachings that she has sessions with her clients in there. There's so many episodes. How many episodes do you have now? Oh my goodness. I think we're in like the 170s now. I'm not sure if that's just what I've recorded. I think I just recorded 175 and that we're about a month behind in terms of or ahead, depending on how you want to look at that, you know, what I've recorded versus what's been dropped out there. So somewhere in that range. And also, um, I know with that, um, I absolutely love all of it. I actually have some of my team listen to some of your recordings too. It's that good. So, you know, I know when you are with on the podcast and you're with your clients, one of the things that you really discuss is how to help them overcome the doubt and the fear of rejection and make that, that easy Yes, from the prospects. So I know you have this powerful teaching that you're going to go through today that covers the exact questions to ask to effectively and authentically make consistent sales. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. I'm going to open up the floor and I'm really excited for you to be sharing this. I love it. So please interrupt anytime if you want more, more clarity on anything that I say. I will take you through the seven questions that I, I teach my clients. And obviously we go into a lot more detail in what they mean and how to how to say them. But before I do that, I want to frame sales for people. Some people get sales. You love sales. You, you have your inner beast going after the sales. You, you love it. Some people and many people are um, uncomfortable making sales because they feel like it is taking money from someone else, taking something from someone else. And the, the real thing that I, I want to start with here is that sales is service. Sales is something you do for someone, not something you do to someone. You're not selling someone, you're helping them solve a problem and they are better off as a result of that. And they are compensating you appropriately for you helping them solve a big ass problem. So a big ass problem for my clients is they're super smart, they're super driven, they have big goals and big plans, but they haven't been able to execute at the level that they want right now. That's a big problem because that's a life of regret. That's that's monkey on your back in terms of grinding it out. That's like feeling like you can't get ahead all the time, feeling like you're overwhelmed all the time, right? Like the the there's no inner peace. There's no freedom. You feel trapped, all of this stuff. That's a big problem. If I can help you solve that problem and, and help you understand the ramifications of the issue that you're having, you're, you go, oh my God, my life could be better off. And if I do this and this and this, sign me up. Okay. But you have to have that as the approach. Is 
what you're selling something that this person needs and is it a problem that they need solving right if that's a yes then you can you can make a huge impact in that person's life and it's a high authenticity high integrity sale let me talk about the authenticity part i think it doesn't work to try and be someone you're not in a sales conversation they, they are going to find out at some point that you are not that person. Okay. So if you are selling something that you, um, haven't, what would be an example? You, you're, you're BSing them and you haven't walked the talk. You've never done this before. That's, that's not okay. Okay. If you are, um, overselling the benefits or, or the results, that's not okay. That's not authentic. That doesn't mean that you don't claim your mastery, okay? That you don't really say, I've done it here. I can do it for you and own your greatness. You need to do that. You need to have some confidence. And so sometimes it's a very simple process for someone. They just need to see all the benefits that they have helped people create and, and put a value to that. And then they realize that what they're charging is probably not enough and that it's a no-brainer to charge that amount. So a, a short little exercise on that is just to ask yourself, what gets to happen for them financially if they buy your products or service? What gets to happen for them emotionally and mentally? What gets to happen for them with their family? Do they have more time with their family? Are they more present? Are they less worried about money so that they can spend more time with their their loved ones, do they have more freedom? Does it save their freaking marriage? What is the what is the value of it saving someone's marriage, right? That they're not constantly worried and that they can be present with their family. That's freaking priceless. Okay. So what happens if there a lot of women that I, I'm just gonna go there, Cynthia, I hope I'm not blowing your no, crowd no. out, but everything's okay. <laughs> Okay. But like what happens, like a lot of the women that I work with, they're working their asses off. They're, they're, they're driven women and it's stifling their sex lives, right? They're, 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 they're more in their masculine and then their partners, they're, they're, they're married to their business. They want to have sex with their business. Their business is what turns them on. And let me tell you, my business turns me on. But if, if you're, if you're only married to your, your business, then your relationships fall apart. So if you can get people to understand what the actual problem is that you're solving for someone, then you can really help them. And then you can charge, um, you know, high, high level fees for your services. Yeah. And, I mean, and by yeah. the way, it, it's for every industry. So not just the work that you do, not, you know, I have clients that do landscaping. I have clients that are artists, you know, it, it's across the board. Okay. I love how you brought this up as the first thing to discuss. Um, and it's funny, but I don't know why it's always S words. I notice. So when people think sales, they think scammy, spammy, sleazy, like those are like, I'm like, why are they all S? And if we're <laughs> going to use S words, I always say, why don't we use sexy, spiritual? And like you said, serving, solving problems, solutions, like, cause that's what it is. I really think that's a, a good point to put, put in there because if you're going to make sales in your business, you have to want and understand the mindset behind that. So I think it's really important that you brought that up and address that at first. Yeah. So what are the conversations that you are teaching for people to have? I believe there's seven steps that you cover and I'm excited to hear these to really just, you know, have an amazing uh, sales process. And like you said too, I like the fact that you brought up, it's, it's about authenticity. 
for me, I always think it's about emotional connection. It's about really showing people that you're super knowledgeable, but more importantly, it's about earning people's trust. And the only way that you can earn people's trust is by being completely authentic. So I'm glad that you brought that up too. But yeah, let's hear this process. I'm excited to hear about these questions. Absolutely. So part of the way that you build trust is taking a leadership position. You, you, can, you can do that in a very short period of time. And that helps people feel safe in the conversation. If you can roadmap exactly how it's going to happen and give them a sense, you know, we're going to spend the next 20 minutes talking. I'm going to walk you through a few questions. You're going to have an extraordinary amount of clarity as a result of these questions. And then if you decide you'd like to move forward, we can talk about that at the end of the the conversation. Does that sound good for, for you? Do you roadmap, you get permission. Okay. And you've taken a leadership perspective so that, uh, position so that people aren't, someone else isn't driving the conversation and suddenly you're talking about their three grandkids and the dog and, and you know, the weather. Okay. So, so you do need to take control of the conversation in uh, a generous fashion. So, but the first question that you want to ask is what do you want? You know, what do you really want? Tell me what your goals are. You know, what do you want? If you're a landscape designer, what do you want with your yard? If you're a photographer, what do you want from your photo session? If, and and you, you ask the question and then you dig. And this is where most people just lose it from the get-go. Oh, you want a new yard? Oh, you want branding pictures? Okay, great. And that's where they, they stop. Why do they want branding pictures? Okay. Why do they want what they want? What is that going to do for them? What does it mean for them? What would they, how would their life be better if they had this thing? And you have to get to an emotional resonant place and you have to be um, fine and comfortable and not afraid of rejection and, and not afraid to make a mistake and, and keep asking until you get to that emotional place. Okay. Then question number two is what's stopping you from having that? Okay. And most people are like, nothing. Well, some people have their long list. I need a marketing plan. I don't know how to do sales. Um, my confidence is in the tank, whatever. I I'm overwhelmed. I'm too busy. But you know, from a, if it was a landscape or what's stopping you from doing this, they might just say, you know, you know, we've just been traveling. We've been working a lot. Um, we're just now heading into retirement. We have time to enjoy the backyard. We really want to update it. Um, so really it's just been time and, you know, quite frankly, a little bit of money. They have now told you all their potential objections. Okay. And, and you have a better idea of like, oh, they actually want this to enjoy their backyard. Do you have grandkids? You can ask follow-up questions. It's a little sleuthing there. Okay. And then, but, but let's say it's someone like, like you, you, you run a business. What's, what's stopping you? Well, I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to do this. I would ask something, a follow-up question. And what happens if you don't solve for that? And, and, and notice the change in my voice. It, I, I bring a level of intensity to that. Okay. Because that <laughs> thank you. I love it about uh, you. Yeah. And, and cause the thing is most people just want to sugarcoat the mm -hmm. things that aren't working in their lives. And what happens is the rest of their life goes by six months, a year, two years, 10 years, 30 years go by. Suddenly you wake up and you have the same problems. You've made incremental progress, but F that, right? Like you want your life to be different or you wouldn't be engaged in a conversation. And if you're a landscape designer or someone who's, who's, or a photographer, and they say, 
well, I've just been shy, shy of getting my picture taken and I'm uncomfortable in front of the camera. You would say something like, so what does it mean to you if you're not able to overcome that and, and really have great branding photos for your business, right? Like what, what's at stake here? Okay. And, and people have words, right? Correct. They and have to own it. Yeah, it's really important that you don't put words in their mouth. They need to say it for themselves, okay? Because if you put words in their mouth, when they come to make a decision later on in the conversation, it's not them. They can say, oh, that's what she said, not what I said, okay? So it has to be in their words. And then you ask, so are you committed to solving that, right? Like, And that's a simple yes or no answer. Some people make it complicated, but... <laughs> It's really a simple yes or no answer. Like, are you committed to solving that? Is there anything that would stop you from solving that? Like, are you 100% in to solve that? And if the answer is yes, then you ask for the sale. Okay, you say, great. So the next step is that we do this and it looks like this and this is what it is. And would you like to go forward and do that? Okay. And then question number seven, okay, is most people... Well, some people say yes, immediately they're all in. They're like, yes, okay. Some people come to me already, yes, there's no conversation. They're like, hey, can we do this? I'm like, yes, we can, okay. But generally speaking, people have an automatic pattern, an automatic program that's running and it's gonna stop them in every place of their lives. So this is where I go to town, okay? Because it's it's what's keeping them from actually scaling their business and I know that. It's keeping them from having a great life. When you're not able to make a decision in favor of what you want from the place that you wanna be, not from the place that you are right now, you are not growing, you are stifling yourself. And we, we have to make decisions from the place that we wanna be not from the place that we are right now, because if we make decisions from the place we are right now, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough clients. I don't know if, um, if it's going to work, blah, 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 blah. That's where you are now. That's your vibration. Now that's your, your level of awareness. Now you have to make decisions from up here and that's, what's going to call you in part. There's a lot of work as well in part to working at a much higher level. So at this point, most people will come back and say, some variation of one of two things. I don't have enough money or I don't have enough time. Okay. Those are the, the two um, big categories. Some people say I have to talk to my partner, mm-hmm. which is code for, I don't know if I'm like, then you have to ask follow-up questions. Okay. And it's like, Oh, that's great. Agree. Okay. That's great. Is it, is, is your partner someone who is part of the business? No, no, he's just my husband. Okay, great. Is he someone who is a decision maker or are you the final decision maker? Okay. And I get them clear. So is this, are you going to him for, uh, because you're uncertain? Okay. Is, are you going to him because your, um, uh, doubt your capacity? right? Like what, what's that conversation going to be about? Because generally speaking, it's a cover up for, I don't trust myself to do the work and I'm scared. So I'm going to use my partner as an excuse for why I can't say yes, which is like, drives me freaking crazy, but it happens all the time. Um, 
or it's an excuse or, or it's a cover up for I don't trust you. Okay. Me meaning me or meaning you or whoever's doing the sales conversation. And I want to know that not because I'm belligerent or defensive or anything, but I want like it, I will sometimes ask, is this a question of you tr trusting yourself or me? Because we need to have, we need to get clarity on that. That's fine. We can get clarity on that. So all clarifying conversations. Sometimes if it's a very large investment, both parties are, and it's coming from family funds, then both parties are involved right. in the decision. Um, but oftentimes I'm working with women in business and they're, it's a great wake up call for them that they're, they're not really taking ownership of their decisions and their ability to move forward. Um, that said, if they do need to have that conversation, I support them in it and I help guide that conversation. So they are um, making really good decisions for themselves. Yeah, I always say, um, you know, when you get a no, it's not necessarily a no, it's just uh, I need more clarity to say yes. And that's how I look at objections. And I agree with that. And I think what's interesting, too, is that you sprinkled in a little bit of law of correspondence there, where it's like, if I'm saying no to myself in this area, how else am I saying no in all the other areas? And you'll see that a lot when you have sales calls with people, but it is a lot of that inner confidence and it's just more clarity that they need. So asking the right questions, um, which leads me to a few questions I have for you when it comes sure. to having your your sales calls. So when when you decide who you're going to have your uh, your calls with, your consult calls with, are you doing a lot of pre-qualifying work before you get somebody on the phone? Yes and no. I mean, people come to me in a, in a lot of diff from a lot of different avenues. If it's a consult that from a our website, which we have that, then they answer a few questions and uh, we have a conversation with them, or or my strategic advisor has a conversation with them. And that's a, a great thing. If they're, they're having a conversation with me in person, like I have sales conversations all the time. Like people, like <laughs> someone, I, I just moved into this great house, but I was living in this really beautiful luxury apartment building. And there was someone who I met through my dog and she was attracted to what we were doing. So I had the sales conversation in the doggy date, like the doggy play area. Yeah, yeah. And and it was the same conversation. It was really a conversation though, right? Is this the right thing? Do you want to do this? All of this sort of stuff. So um, there was no pre-qualifying for that. I'm pre I'm qualifying in my head as I'm having the conversation. But uh, honestly, if, if someone is uh, encouraged enough to have a want to have a conversation with me, I will have a conversation with that person. Like I am not, um, uh, it, I don't have an elitist kind of business, right? Like you have to be at a certain level, you know, our, our services self-filter in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm happy to have conversations with people because I'm in it for the long run and the long game. So if they haven't, if, if they're not at a place in their, their business to be able to invest in the kind of coaching that I provide, then I want them engaging in my newsletters, my podcasts, all the free stuff that we do until they have scaled up. Maybe they're working with someone else for the next two or three years, but they're following me. And then they come and they're like, I'm ready. And I'm like, okay, it's game time. But if I had been all snooty and been like, well, I don't have time to work with you, talk to you. Like, that's that's shooting myself in the foot 
for exactly. the for the long run. So I'm in it for the long game. And and some people who have tons of money, you know, it's not a good fit. And we both see that, and that's fine. And and um, it's it that's not the qualifying thing for me. Right. It's um you know building the pipeline. If you want to catch a thousand fish, put at least you know. Uh, 3,000 lines in the water and it's mm-hmm. understanding it's a revolving door. People are here and then they're gone and then they're ready and then they're mm-hmm. not. And so it's just constantly, mm-hmm. you know, keeping that moving. I think that's really smart of you. One thing that I love doing, and I'd love your feedback on it. Um, and some people have big ideas about this, but I personally love doing all my console calls on zoom, like via camera. Do you prefer that too? And if so, why? You know, I'm six of one half dozen of the other. I, I love being able to see someone. And I think they, the, the other person really loves being able to see me. However, I grew up in the sales world, if you will, doing it all by phone. Okay. And I do like being able to walk around on the phone. That is a little bit of an advantage to me. I I get into like a groove and thinking about things or, or yeah, like I'm just in a different place when I'm not distracted by what someone's body language is, is telling me. And what that has also done, and it's one of the things I teach my clients, is I know how to listen to intonation in people's voices, and that tells you more than body language. Really? Okay, cool. So I, yeah. Yeah, I feed off the body language. I match the body language. Um, they're leaning in, you're leaning in, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to each their own, but I think it's fun for our listeners to hear you know, both reasons why. Now, what I love um, that you started with, and this is so important and the number one mistake I think people make, especially when they're first starting doing consultation calls, is that they don't lead the call. They, they let the person having the consult completely lead it. And you address that in the beginning, like make sure you set the tone, you set the rules. Now, do you ever uh, set a time for your phone calls? Like we're going to have about 20 minutes to have this conversation 30 minutes. Do you do that? And if so, how do you mm-hmm. address that? Do you have any little tricks or anything that has, I just, set the tone? I just said, say it in the beginning, you know, yeah. I'm like, we have about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever I've allotted for it, for okay. this conversation. I, I will say something like, can you let me know, do you have a hard stop at the end? Because if I, if I don't, right? If, if you don't have a hard stop at the end and we need to go longer, I'd like to know that. But if you do have a hard stop, I want to respect your time and my time. Yeah. I say something like that. So yeah. that makes sense. And I just, I know a lot of people don't put that one little word in there, that one sentence that says like, you know, this is the time. And then they're there for an hour plus, you know, in a conversation with somebody who may not necessarily be the best person to know how to get off. So absolutely. So when I was, here's the thing, when I was starting this, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, um, I was on sales calls for like an hour and a half, two yeah, hours, right? Right? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, part of that is not knowing how to interject, how to ask better questions, how to, get, uh, guide the conversation appropriately. Um, and part of it is, is that, you know, I just didn't have the confidence to close. Right. So, but, but now that doesn't happen. However, that being said, I have no problem. So here's, I have a different business model than many people do. Some people have a a business model where it's around the number of products or services that they're selling. It's a a quantity-based service model. And you need to get very good at having very short sales conversations for that or having a click to buy for something like that. But if you have priced your 
services accordingly. If you're if you're a high priced consultant that's going into the Fortune 500 companies, if you are, I keep using this landscape designer because she's a client of mine and she's now designing in my backyard, which is very exciting. Um, but she's been a client of mine for years. And when she started working with me, she was making. Uh, you know, doing contracts for $34,000. That's worthy of a, a significant sales conversation. Now she's closing contracts that are a million dollars. Okay. She like, it's totally different game. And she went from having this kind of business, like she's, I think she's on track for 3 million this year. Right. And, and she's like ready to go to 10 million. after that, we've already mapped out a plan. Okay. And, but if that's if those are the kinds of um, packages, consulting packages that you're you're selling, you know, show up, be present. You don't need to close someone in the first half an hour. Like it, it's fine to have a conversation with someone and have a second conversation and have a third conversation. You need to be, you know, kicking the can down the road a little bit each time and and not being afraid to 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 close, if you will, but it's, you know, you're putting the, the time in because it, you have a, a larger sale to make. Yeah. Exactly. Now, if you're, um, I always say time is your biggest asset. Now, the thing is, if you don't get the yes during that call, you brought up a very good point, which is the follow-up a lot of people forget about the follow-up, which is essential to getting the sale. You put in all this time and energy in the beginning, but you didn't follow up and a little bit more encouragement. They had a little bit more questions and clarity to you know, find out. They reconnect with you, you reconnect with them, and then you're able to do it. So how do you ask for the follow-up? What is the best recommendation you have for that? So I do a number of things. One, I just ask, I'm like, okay, great. That's what uh, I when would that. you like She's to like, hey, like, are we doing this? Like, yeah. I love that so I, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, great. When would you like to follow up? Not do you want to follow up or if you want to follow up yes. when, you know, when do you want to follow up? I suggest we have a conversation, you know, are you going to be making a decision tonight after you have that conversation with your husband? Okay, well, let's follow up first thing in the morning, you know, and then they're like, that's so quick. Or they're, they're a yes. And you know where they're, you, that's just giving you more information about where they stand. Some people are not quick deciders. I will tell you guys that the faster you make decisions, I have a summit coming up and we have like this quick decider mug that we give out to people if they come in person. And um, it, like I, I harp to people making quick decisions about everything in your business, what kind of paper you want in the freaking printer okay. to, you know, right? Like any sort of decision, the faster you can make that decision, the faster you move forward because you will make mistakes. Okay. I make mistakes all the time. The faster you make a mistake, the faster you can course correct. So make, right. If you take three months to make a decision that I make in three days, I've just moved forward that much quicker, but let's not even compare it. You to me, me to me, if I take three weeks to make a decision or three days to make a decision or three hours to make a decision instead of taking three minutes to make a decision, I have just delayed my good. And that's not the same thing as overwhelm and chaos. It's just like drop in, get clear, what's the answer, go. Drop in, get clear, what's the answer, go, right? Like, and don't don't get into the story. Don't get into the noise. So I just, I, I, I asked, I said a t- short time frame, and then here's a real nugget for you. Um, I generally say to people, so I understand that between now and then you might have some questions. And if you have them, please reach out via email or you can text me. Either one is fine. And let's just make 
a deal that if you are a no, that we keep the conversation, that follow-up call, because what what tends to happen for people is if they're a yes right now, or they really want to do this, but they decide not to because it's not the right time for some reason. And they go into guilt over saying no to themselves, right? They wanted to invest, but then they feel bad about it. They want to do this now, but then they second guess themselves. They want to do this now, but they go along with what their husband says about, you know, spending money. Okay. They feel guilty and they don't, but instead of just being like, Oh, sorry, Mara, you know, they don't want to come back in six months or a year because they feel bad about just not showing up. So if we can make an agreement that we keep that commitment, we have a nice little five, 10 minute conversation about your decision and then we leave the door open, that's great. And then if you're yes, all good. We keep the, that, that call, we talk about what your next steps are, we start the onboarding process, all of that. But that allows you to be able to actually speak to the, their objections again if, if you think that they are not in a full no. I respect people's full no's, okay? But if they're, if they're not in a full no, if they're just nervous or wobbly about something, I, I will have a conversation. Would you like some coaching around this? I can help you move through this if you'd like, okay? It's a permission question, but yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that you brought up quick decisions. I talk about this all the time. And I remember when it first like hit me when I was in my last career position, um, I would train seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, how to pivot their businesses online. And I would work with them in these like intense boot camp kind of sessions. And I remember they would take like a five minute break to go catch up their team while we took, you know, uh, took a break from their trainings and they would be on the phone. They're like, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Hire her. Nope fire him. It's fine. hundred thousand dollars for that. Yeah. Go spend it. Okay. 10,000 for that. Sure. And I'd be like, and they were just boom, 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 boom. There wasn't like, okay, well, let's think about that for a little bit. Well, let's give them a 10 day trial. Let's, it was never like dabble, figure out let's like someday, maybe it was boom, 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 boom. Cause I realized whether they got it or not, they understood the law of inertia. Like what goes in motion stays in motion. If you want to hyperspeed, if you want to quantum leap, if you want to reach that level of success, which they have, you have to go fast. And I think what happens is you fail. You do. And it's part of it. And when you fail, you realize it's actually not that bad. So you embrace failing because it's if you don't quit, you're, you're not going to fail like in the end. So they just go, 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 go. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because listeners, do you hear it? It's not just coming from me. Amira is telling you that. So that's so fun. Now, I'm it's definitely- been part of the biggest, biggest changes in my life from before, you know, like I made 30,000, then I made 90,000, then I made 138. And then I went from 138 to 700K. That's where I learned, oh my God, you have to step forward. You have to step up. And then crossing the seven figure mark and going every day, I make faster decisions. Like I hold myself to that higher standard all the time. And I, I, when, when I'm in inertia around it, Cynthia, when I'm not making a decision, I know that there's a clarity piece for me. And there's some sort of, there's either a story in this, or there's a a clarity piece that needs to be uh, work yeah. through. And I do that. Then I do that as quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. You know what I really love about you? And I'm sorry, I have you here a little bit longer than usual, but I think it's really important for our listeners to hear too. And it's a little personal, but you shared this with me. And I remember being like, I love that about her because I've done that myself is when we 
wanted to make a big leap. We made a big decision and our husbands may have thought we were absolutely insane and crazy, but we just felt it in our hearts and we went and did the thing. And I remember you said when you had your really big growth that you found your mentor and you knew it and you just knew it and you said yes. And it was crazy in the beginning. How are we going to do this? How is it going to be? And I can relate to that. But um, when you have that right person or you know that right decision for you, you take that leap and you just go all in. And I loved that about you. And I related to that. And I remember you sharing that story. So I think it's really fun just for other people to realize like it's it's usually a huge decision. It's a huge commitment. That's how you get results. It's not about being confident and then doing the thing. You have to do the thing to become confident. So I know that that's part of your story too. And I think it's fun for our listeners to hear that. So I'm definitely going to leave all of the links and everything on how people can contact you on social media. Um, if there's any particular way you'd like to have them contact you, let me know here. But also you have something really special coming up in Miami in a few days. So I want to make sure you tell everybody about that. Thank you. That would be great. So we're doing the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit. So if you love this kind of work, please come. We're doing it in person in Miami and virtually. So we have virtual tickets and we have in-person tickets. The full price tickets are $9.97 for three days. It's just me teaching all three days. It is about understanding how to scale. We're going to build your, your scale plan, scale to success plan. And we're looking at who you need to be, your self-image, your identity, self-worth, who you're, you're showing up as, as a woman in your business. Then we're looking at the universal laws and I'm a master of those. And I teach them in depth and we workshop that in relationship to how to scale your business and what the tactics and strategies are going to be for you directly. And it's a great networking opportunity. So one of the things that I'm doing as a collab with Cynthia is to give her listeners our bring a friend ticket price because she's a friend. And um, so we have a special link for you. I'm going to read it here. It's the unstoppablewoman.com slash spiritual success. So that's slash spiritual success, the unstoppablewoman.com slash spiritual success. And the summit's happening May 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, come in person. We do a networking lunch for everyone on us. So it's, it really is a free lunch and the tickets are $97 as a bring a friend ticket instead of the 997 oh, wow. full price ticket. So you're saving $900 and you're getting lunch every day and you're getting to connect with all the women in person. We are social distancing and we have great maths. Oh, I don't have my maths, but we have be unstoppable. Uh, I'm unstoppable math. So that's kind of fun. And then if you come virtually, um, we are doing breakout sessions in the, the Zoom area, and you'll be able to connect with an, an amazing array of amazing women there too. And we're doing some special things for people on Zoom because we realize not everyone's ready to travel yet and or has their vaccine or um, can make it right. that weekend. So there you go. Well, that's super awesome. I'll be sure to share that link with all of our listeners and all the members inside the Spiritual Success Sorority. Um, honestly, too, definitely go check out her podcast. If you want to get a taste and download in a day all the amazing things, you can hear so much goodness there. I definitely recommend doing that. I'm subscribed. I listen to it every week, and I absolutely love it. So, Amira, thank you so much for spending time here today with me talking about one of my favorite subjects, sales. Again, you're, you're a master. You're an expert. I love your go-to and your face, like shaky with love kind of personality. Um, I completely vibe with it, and I'm really think our listeners are going to love this episode. So thank you for being here with me today. And in the meantime, to all my lovely successful souls, 
Acknowledge it, embrace it, and see it through. Hey, successful soul. Before you head to the next episode of Spiritual Success, be sure to come join me and other like-minded entrepreneurs and business professionals in my Facebook group called Spiritual Success Sorority. Everyone is welcome. And if you're loving the show, you're going to love the group even more. There, I'll be engaging with you weekly in live shows, listening to your input for new weekly topics, and hosting exclusive workshops for members only. So if you're looking to really uplevel your financial and personal success, meet me on over in the Spiritual Success Sorority Facebook group. See you on the inside.